session with Dr. Farid Hulakwi. Good evening and welcome to In Session with Dr. Fadi Dolakwi. I'm your host, Dr. Fadi Dolakwi, and I'll be with you for the next hour here on Radio Hamra. Studio number to call in, 310-441-0555. But if you do call in, I ask that all questions be directed towards my guest tonight, who is the author of the book of the week for this past week, The Eye in Life, and that is Sarah Del Passant, who I'll be introducing to you shortly. I also mentioned you could follow me on Twitter or Instagram or like my page on Facebook to get updates on the show or suggest topics or books for the program. And the shows are uploaded at the end of each week to my SoundCloud page and free podcast on iTunes. Again, our studio number 3104410555. Before I bring Sarah on the air, let me introduce you to her briefly. Sarah Del Passan is a motivational speaker, educator, and activist. She is an intercultural pedagogue and certified life and career coach. She specializes in working with at risk youth, youth aged 16 to 24, and she has over 15 years of experience working with youth. She serves as an advisor and coach both in Scandinavia and the United States, and she currently lives in Los Angeles. Sarah, thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, great. We're excited to have you here. And uh, we are going to talk about the I in life, a visionary understanding of who you are, where you are going, and how to get there, which is the book that you wrote. Um, but before we get into the content of the book, you know, I think it's nice that I get to have you here. I talk about a book every single week, but I don't usually get to talk to the author about what their process was in writing the book, what their inspiration was. So I thought maybe I could take advantage of that opportunity. And first we can talk a bit about that. So what inspired you or what was your process in writing The Eye in Life? Well, it um, started about 12 years ago. I um, was working actively working with youth. I had uh, started up a helped start up a youth facility back home in Stockholm, Sweden, mm-hmm. uh, where I grew up, and uh, was um, actively working with youth, sixteen to twenty-four year olds, and I experienced a lot of times difficulties in coaching them uh, when it came to their career paths. They had a hard time transitioning into adulthood uh, because they didn't know, you know, who they were and mm-hmm. what they wanted to do. It was a big question, and it was a loaded question. And um, so um, did my research and continued my education um, and created this workshop. It was a career coaching workshop that ended up being very successful and helping, giving, providing tools for, for these mm-hmm. youth uh, to help answer, you know, important questions like, who am I? What are my values? Uh, mm-hmm. What are my interests? Yeah. And, and you, know, you said like that's a, it was an issue for the youth there in Sweden, but I think that's the issue for youth around the world. Absolutely. Uh, I think always it's been the case, but even more now mm-hmm. because people have more choice in what they do for a career, which is a good and a bad thing. The mm-hmm. good thing is you get the power to choose what you want to do. You get that authority to figure that out for yourself and live your life. But then that's kind of the, the flip side is the negative too, that you now have to choose and figure out what you want to do. Yes. With power comes responsibility. With freedom comes responsibility. So I think a lot of youth, they get to that age and like, wait, what do I want to do? What am I supposed to do? What is life supposed to look like for me? Mm-hmm. And most of them don't have that guidance. And it seems like you came in to try to help them find 
their own path. Yes, absolutely. And the first thing that we did uh, was to shift the question, mm-hmm. what do I want to do, uh, to what do I have to give? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that became a huge change uh, where it wasn't about taking or being given something. It was about, like, what do I have to give of myself? What is my talent, mm-hmm. you know, of... Uh, my, you know, the talent of being a communicator. How can I provide, you know, how can I yeah. serve that? And there are so many different ways to do so. So the first question was, what do I have to give? And then it became, where do I want to place that? Right. I think that's awesome because I think that's something I, I get to talk about on this show too. I think that change of that focus, especially, I mean, I think it's true of everyone, but research, this new research is showing that the youth, the tweens, like the teenagers, mm-hmm. more than anything in life right now, they want to be famous. More yes. than even happiness or even financial success, they choose yes. fame. And even when we look at money, that which most people are motivated by mm-hmm. in their careers, it's about taking and receiving. receiving. And I think that shift and recognize that true happiness comes from giving, giving yes. your gift, giving who you are. Yes. Uh, I think it's so important to get them to realize that it's not about trying to get what you want. It's about giving, giving. what you have, giving that gift. Actually, you have that quote up in the book um, about, you know, your talents or your skills. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. butchering the quote, but your talents and skills are your gift from God. Yes. And then basically giving it back to the world is like your it, gift back to God or your gift absolutely. to the world is to give that gift yes. back, which I think is yes. remarkable. Yeah. Yes. And I think, um, you know, we're, we're obligated to do so, mm-hmm. uh, which especially with working with at-risk youth, it's... Uh, <laughs> You know, we have this thing of, you know, providing something for our youth, saying that, so, you know, nurturing them, saying, okay, but what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I give that to you as a parent or as a leader or a teacher? Uh, but but to put that on them, saying, you know, you have so much to give. Mm-hmm. You know, let's figure that out. What do you what do you have to give? What is your talent? Mm-hmm. What What are you passionate about? How can you give that? Which is so important because yeah. that's why ultimately we're here without getting too spiritual, but I definitely believe that there's a greater purpose to why Farid Holakui is talented in his way. and Because you're meant to serve that. And the reason why I'm talented in my way is because mm-hmm. I'm meant to serve that. And I feel like all the, the animal kingdom knows this and practices this. Everybody gives of themselves until they, you know, pass or mm-hmm. pass on. But we, we, we are here to take. <laughs> yeah. you know? Human beings right. are like, what can I get from this world? And yeah. then leaves them very empty. Absolutely. That Yeah, it's interesting because you... You know, the idea would seem that if you fill yourself up with more what we think is things, mm-hmm. you would get more full. But we see that that's not the yeah. case. Living a full life is actually yes. the more you give. Yes. I kind of actually like the analogy of, you know, you're given like this full cup uh-huh. um, that's everything you have, gifts, talents, love. Yes. And our job is to empty that cup. So when you leave this yes. world, you're basically an empty vessel. You've given everything of yourself and that would be the truly fulfilled, happy, successful life. But unfortunately, I think most people see it the other way. How can I fill this cup up with other stuff yes. that actually doesn't make exactly? Happy? And and you get anxiety over mm-hmm. never receiving because you will never receive that. Right. And when it's about money, when it's about prestige, it, it's very empty. Absolutely. And and it's a sense of relief knowing that all you have to do is just give. I mean, share mm-hmm. your talent to mm-hmm. one person, to a community, to the world. It doesn't matter. Right. But as long as you're sharing, you're living out your purpose. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So you and me sitting here doing exactly what we're meant to do. Because it's based on our nat- natural talent and passion, and we've worked on our skills, and you know, right. uh, spent years studying and working. We are doing exactly what we're supposed to do. It becomes purposeful. Absolutely, and I think that's uh, you know, I had a you know, for me, meaning and purpose are intertwined. Like when mm-hmm. you live a life of purpose, your life becomes meaningful. meaningful. Or as Eric Fromm um, says, 
or I'm sorry, uh, Victor Frankl says, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of people think they ask life, what's the meaning of life? But mm -hmm. he says, actually, life asks it of you. You're supposed yes. to find your meaning Absolutely. of life, which is different. Your meaning is going to be different from mine, different from everyone else's. It's our responsibility yes. to find that meaning and to live that out. Mm -hmm. You know, something else you mentioned I liked that you talked about in the book. You know, people sometimes think, oh, you know, working hard is good and you should try to be the best that you can be, kind of for you. Mm -hmm. But actually, I feel like, and you mentioned the book, you owe it to the world yes. to be the best at whatever it is that you do, to be the yes. absolute best. Because again, going back to giving, then you're giving the best mm -hmm. and you'll feel better about it too. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's not just this, it would be nice if you work hard or it's good. You owe it to the world to work hard at your craft and yes. become the best that you can be. At Absolutely. It. I think that um, doing um, your best, I would like to describe it as just giving of yourself. Mm -hmm. That is the best. So it's not, so, so it doesn't become a comparison to someone that's right. doing it better or Absolutely. anything. Mm -hmm. So just by me writing this book doesn't make me the best author or the best, this is not the best self-help book. It just means that I am doing what I'm meant mm -hmm. to do. It was your self-help book. Exactly. Yeah, so right. I am doing mm -hmm. what I'm supposed to do, sharing it, and uh, with the intention of helping absolutely and that is it yeah and i don't have to do anything else so yeah. whether one person read it and said oh this you know helped me or a hundred million people reads it and say this is a great book it doesn't matter for me because i lived my purpose right. by just putting it into action yeah and then in, in some ways the rest is out of your control to a degree you know you put out your gift and mm -hmm. how it gets received is not always going to be up to you i mean yeah. i'm glad you made that clarification and what i meant by the best wasn't mm -hmm. that you're to be the anyone's the number yeah. one anything but it's our responsibility to be the best we can be mm -hmm. which i think is so critical mm -hmm. to remember that the comparison is only going to get you in trouble even um when they look at research they find that people that are comparing sometimes they compare themselves to people less than them we think well that should make you feel good yeah. but unfortunately our brain kind of operates like a muscle where the more you use certain types of thoughts and thinking the more you have those kind of thoughts mm -hmm. so if one moment you're comparing to yourself to someone not as good than you in some degree Later on, you'll compare yourself to someone who's higher than you in that degree, and you'll feel bad about yourself. Yeah. And you're missing the point that the whole point is to be the best you that you can be, mm -hmm. not the best you know, yeah. compared to anyone else. Yes. And I think that's so important. So it seems like your work with the youth uh, definitely inspired, or at least was part of the inspiration mm -hmm. of writing this book. It, it was the foundation. Yeah. That's how I stumbled upon this career coaching method mm -hmm. and, and, and these tools. And um and then as life happens, mm -hmm. I, I actually ended up going through a huge transition in my life where I moved from Stockholm, Sweden, you know, European, Scandinavian country to, to the United States and Los Angeles, a big city of L.A. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I found myself, you know, completely confused, didn't know uh, what I was going to do professionally. I kind of tricked myself because I knew myself, like I... I was aligned culturally with the city and the state, I mean, mm -hmm. or in the country. Um, you know, I didn't have any language barriers. I had my degree from here. Um, completely tricked me. Came here, moved here, packed my bags, and then all of a sudden, I'm supposed to do what I did back home, and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it was right anymore. But this is what's important. Because I knew what I had to give, okay, mm -hmm. Because I knew it was going to be something communicative, mm -hmm. <laughs> because that is my talent, communicating and motivating. I knew, um, I knew where I could start looking, mm -hmm. you know. So ironically, I went through my stuff and I found the career coaching tools and I sat down and I started working, asking myself the same questions that I had asked youth, the youth 
at-risk youth previously. And the whole time I was like, oh my God, this is such a experience, you know, being someone's coach. And then now I'm, you know, having to do it myself, which is also a lesson for everybody. I think everybody should stop and ask themselves why they do what they do every few years or so. Um, But life happens and we're so quick to like just work, 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 work Mm -hmm. that we actually don't stop. But this made me stop. I asked myself, who is Sarah here? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, 2000 something being 30, 30 now, I'm not in my 20s anymore. Um, and, um, figured it out. And, um, and then I started writing a, it was a therapeutic thing for me to start writing. I needed to, I felt the need to talk to my younger self. Mm. Just, I don't know if, because I was thinking of the young adults that age, I just needed to talk to Sarah 16 or 18. And so I started writing a letter to my younger self Mm -hmm. in the hopes of creating clarity for her, meaning me now today. And, uh, and and as I was doing that, I had this realization that, okay, this is it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this and I'm going to make it, I'm going to write a book. I didn't dare to say book though. It took me a while mm. to say the book. I'm going to write this down, I said. And then hopefully I'll share it with as many people as possible. People need to do this. We all need to just stop. If I needed to do this, because I thought I knew what I was going to do always. Mm-hmm. I've been so passionate all my life that I've just like nothing phased me. Like I know what I'm doing. And a lot of times when I work with youth and they didn't know, it was so weird to me. Like, How can you not know? Because mm. I was always burning with, you know, having mentoring groups in, in high school, being so actively giving of this. Mm-hmm. Um so um, that definitely put yeah, me some perspective into my reality. Right. And, and you know, you talk about sharing it and share it. You did. It's the first chapter of your yes. book, The Eye in Life, yes. that people can um, check out. So we're going to talk more about the content of the book. But I thought it was really interesting what you shared about your own experience. Mm-hmm. And it's tough. You know, people can have their careers or be very established. But moving, you know, you moved from Stockholm mm-hmm. here. You can move from Vienna here to the United States or some other city or country. And mm-hmm. it's a big transition trying to figure out who am I now here? You know, yeah. you can have some even identity crises of Absolutely. sorts and figuring out yourself, your gift. And even if you knew your crisis. gift, how do I translate my gift into a new place and, mm-hmm. and figure that out, which it seems like something you you went through, but it seems like that also inspired and informed you in a way to write this book, I think, Absolutely. even with that own personal perspective. And I think throughout exactly. the book, your personal touch is in the book, which I think is really great. And maybe after the the break, we maybe you can tell us more mm-hmm. about what inspired you sure. to actually get this to be a book. And then we can talk about the book itself, which I think people will find really interesting. Great. And uh, hopefully they can check it out. Again, I'm joined by the author of The Eye in Life, Sarah Delpasan. You're listening to In Session with Dr. Fadi Delaqui. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Again, my guest tonight is author of The Eye in Life, Sarah Del Passand. And Sarah, before the break, you were telling us a bit about your process in, in writing the book, but even I know in talking to you, and you kind of alluded to it in the previous segment, that actually making it a book and publishing it, you had your own process and, and challenges personally to kind of get it to that point. Maybe you can tell us a bit about that, because I know um, for everyone, there's probably goals they have in their personal life and their careers that maybe they think I never can do that or can I, and there's, you know, there's self-doubt and all these things that come into play. But I think it's really cool that you went forward and you said, you know what, I'm going to actually make this a book and here we are and I'm holding it in my hand because you did that. So 
maybe you can t- tell us a bit about that, your own personal process of getting it to become a book. Yes, well, um, first of all, anybody that's gone through a transition in life, you know, uh, knows how hard it is to, you know, accept the shift that's about to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a big responsibility. It's a fear of the unknown, all of the above. And uh, on top of that, you're writing a so-called book and you're supposed to put it out there like you know something, mm-hmm. you know. And so you're sitting there. I was sitting there with myself saying, is this my ego, you know, mm-hmm. or is it me? Do I really have a message? Is this important? And um, that's why it's important to surround yourself with good people that help mm-hmm. give you that perspective saying, you know what, this is important and you should put it out there and you should do it. It's a good support system, which I had. I'm blessed enough to have. And um, also, I, here I am writing a book and coaching other people saying that you have an obligation to serve your purpose, serve mm-hmm. your talent, serve mm-hmm. your abilities and skills in the way that is authentic to you. You know, not follow the path that, you know, society or your family wants or thinks it's better for you to do. Mm-hmm. But really, really in your core, believe that, you know, at the end of the day, you are serving your purpose and that's going to be good. That will be good enough, mm-hmm. you know. So I accepted the challenge of putting it out there. Didn't say a word to anybody. I, I didn't dare to say, hey, I'm writing a book. That was very intimidating for me, Um, especially because I lived in a new city where people didn't know me really. And I was making new friends and, uh, you know, my network was all new people. Um, So I was very insecure about that. But so the day I actually was at the American Book Expo in New York, publishing it, uh, putting it on Facebook and everybody was like, very stunned like oh my god oh you're publishing a book how great is that and it was obviously very very supportive but I I, it was an introvert journey for me and Mm -hmm. I sat with it myself and I really wanted to you know make sure that I was okay with it still to this day uh, it's been six months since I published it I have not I didn't jump into a PR and marketing thing I really let it take its own journey and and you know and didn't want to do anything big Mm -hmm. quote unquote I just it has his life of his own and I'm, I'm, I really trust in the process that it will reach and do what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I don't have a need for it to be in a certain way. Yeah. Well, I think, you, you know, it's, it's still in its journey. It's still figuring out. Mm-hmm. I hope you do continue to publicize it so it does reach as many people yes, as possible. I, I thought it was interesting what you said um, about even that self doubt that came in of, is this my ego? And I think mm-hmm. that's something that people, it, it, it's so complex because, we can trick ourselves in so many ways. I think the human mind is amazing at rationalizing almost any conclusion yes. it wants. And, you know, that's something that fascinates me, just even reflecting on myself, but even in therapy, you, you see it all the time. Um, but we can have that idea of, you know, should I be doing this or not? Am yes. I, do I deserve this or not? Exactly. Or, do I deserve this right. is a really good and, thing. Yes. And that's a big one for a lot of people, that mm-hmm. I, the idea of do I deserve the success that maybe I want? So we very often have this complex relationships, like two sides of the coin. We fear and we wish the same thing. Mm-hmm. I wish for success, but I also fear it for bunch of reasons which we won't jump into but even the title of the book which i really think is nice the i in life and of course the word life has i in it Mm -hmm. but then finding your personal i Mm -hmm. um i think it's an interesting thing we see in kind of pop psychology and self-help books this idea that the ego is a bad thing or that focusing on yourself is a bad thing it's almost Mm -hmm. been this reaction to selfishness Mm -hmm. and i think sometimes i see a problem with that where people 
are losing sight that to be yourself and to find yourself and to love yourself and all those things are actually very good and healthy things and necessary things. Yes. And this idea that if I focus on me, I'm doing something bad. Or if I love myself, that's ego or something negative. Mm-hmm. When, you know, that's not the same thing. Yes. So yes. I think it's important that the title itself I like, it's like finding the I in life. We have this responsibility mm-hmm. and it's a good thing to figure out who you are and what your gifts are. And even that, oh, what are my gifts? Well, I, I want to be humble and not talk about my talents and my yes. skills and my yes. abilities and my gifts. Where it's like, no, it's it's everyone has them and it's wonderful. And then yes. again, it's not that you own them. No. You then share them to the world. Exactly. So it, and you it's can a, improve them exactly. as you're going. Yes. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. So I like the, the title itself, I think is really cool. But you know, I, I like that you shared your own process and the vulnerability you expressed that it wasn't like, oh yeah, you know, because I think people when they see a book, like, oh yeah, she wrote a book, but mm-hmm. they don't know what went into what, it, oh the self-doubt that maybe this wasn't going to happen. It wasn't mm-hmm. inevitable that this would be a book. Mm-hmm. You had to make some huge steps, risks, be vulnerable, get support, do a bunch of things to actually make it happen. Yes. And I hope listeners and even just me myself, I'm taking it into to remember that, that yeah. you're going to have goals that maybe seem impossible or you doubt yourself or you're not sure if you deserve it or can do it, yes. but to have that belief and go for it. Um, and also, you know, you mentioned the process. It wasn't like your book was going to be perfect because there's no such thing. And if you wait no. till something is perfect, you'll never do it. Yes. And so you wrote your book and then, you know, and here it is. But if you mm-hmm. wait until, well, I'm going to read for 30 more years and then write it someday or I'm not ready, which is another rationalization people have, you would have never mm-hmm. had this book and then people wouldn't get to enjoy it yes. at this point. So and, I think that's pretty cool. And especially being an author, people think that, oh, my God, so how much wisdom do you have? Mm-hmm. And um, for me, it, it took a lot for me to let go of that, that it doesn't mean that I'm the wisest. And, and you know, but but this is a part of a journey that I have mm-hmm. that helped me and help, helped so many young kids out there that has been a part of these workshops that I've worked with with so many years. And I needed to trust that, you know, mm-hmm. the whole part of the book, give of yourself, serve your talent. That was repeatedly in my head. So I have to practice now what I'm preaching mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and put it out there. And so uh, while, you know, when you're doing something like this, when you're stepping outside of your comfort zone, you're completely naked, vulnerable, sometimes humiliated mm-hmm. in a sense of just, oh, here I am and and, and letting people judge you mm-hmm. for who you really, really are. So you're not in a role. I am not in a role writing this book or being an author of this book. Mm-hmm. It is, this is me. Mm-hmm. So, and you become so fearful of the reactions, you know, so you're yeah. here naked, vulnerable, like completely like here I am and letting people Take that with the intention of sharing. And then all of a sudden, sudden something very beautiful happens. Everybody turns out to be so supportive. Everybody loves it. Everybody wants to be there for you Mm -hmm. because they see and understand the vulnerability of you putting yourself out there. It's not fake. No. Well, especially the people I think that care about you are are going to respond in that way. And they, I think they genuinely mean it. Um, And it became something so great for me because I thought it was going to be the opposite. Right. I thought here the critics are (laughs) Uh at the American Book Expo and they will be, you know, and everybody was just like, uh, I actually had the opportunity to meet Robert Kiyosaki, who had a booth next to ours at the booth. And He's like, oh, your first book, congratulations. This is so great. (laughs) Everybody has an understanding because everybody's been there. You know, friends, family, uh, anybody. I wrote a book. Oh, my God, that's such a big step. Yes. I mean, you know, everybody acknowledges that. And it is a big step. Um, Absolutely it is. And I think 
that's why I, I like getting to hear you share your process because again when people see a finished product and you hear people that make movies or they have other kinds of endeavors that take a long time people just see the final product okay cool but mm-hmm. they don't realize the blood sweat and tears and years and mm-hmm. maybe doubts and all the other things that went into it um but one thing i'll add is you know i'm glad you've had that type of support i'm sure you have mm-hmm. but you know you might not always just for you know you're not going to get necessarily everyone to like what you're doing always mm-hmm. so anyone hearing this you might get people that aren't supportive even close people unfortunately mm-hmm. i'm glad you've had that mm-hmm. benefit but you sometimes will have critics close to you distant from you you know mm-hmm. i even i've gotten messages on Facebook on social media before that most overwhelmingly so sweet and kind and positive and I'm so grateful for people saying that but sometimes you don't you know they might not always be that positive Mm -hmm. and that kind of goes back to that part of believing in yourself and believing in your gift Uh and that's why I think you know we all do have that self-doubt almost never completely goes away but we have to have within ourselves and hopefully around with some loved ones around us enough to overcome that personal doubt and the doubt from the outside Mm -hmm. to continue pushing and pursuing our dream and and putting our gift out there. Yes. That if we let the doubt win, mm-hmm. then we don't share our gift, and that that's a very sad it's, thing. Exactly, yeah. it's such a shame. And yeah. people have to know it, and it, people have to experience it. You have to experience it. Exactly, right. You know, being yeah. aligned and just sharing it, and it's just a euphoric feeling. And um, another thing in this process was also I, I get the question all the time, like, oh, oh, I really want to write a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do I start? What do I do? write the book (laughs) have you written anything uh just a few pages here and there well just write it just share your story people get into like oh the technicality of Mm -hmm. it but i just don't think it's relevant i just think share your message uh through a book through the work that you do starting Mm -hmm. a business whatever it is just do it put it in action and then as you're going it will take path and its own path and its own journey and you'll learn and you'll grow and another thing i'm not obsessed with the outcome anymore Mm You know, I am completely in the journey. Like I'm just excited about what it has to offer. And mm-hmm. and I, I've said it before. And another thing is, this is volume one. If if I feel like oh, there's something that needs to take been taken been taken away or added to, mm-hmm. I'm perfectly fine. Yeah, I'm kind of like in a gray zone with right. it. Right. Well, yeah, you're. You're. I'm sure. I, I've even felt it in the few years I've done this show. Some of my ideas have evolved, and I uh-huh. hope they always do because I want to refine them, make yes. them better, learn, reflect, all of that. So yeah, it's very possible in a few yes. years there's things in this book that you won't perfectly agree with, and maybe you want to write something else mm-hmm. to add to that. But again, to wait till everything is finished, evolving, there's no such thing because mm-hmm. evolution is a constant process. Either yes. you're growing or you're dying. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of have to let your ideas grow, and you can't wait till you're finished with them to be okay now i'm going to write my book Mm because then you would you know wait for a long time but something you mentioned i think is so interesting that people because of i think the anxiety that comes with perfectionism and the things we talked about before they can be quote-unquote preparing their whole life to do the thing but they never actually do the thing you know well no i got to read for another 20 years before i can write the book or i have to you know really get myself to the right place to do this or to do that or put Uh myself out there in that way and not recognizing that that's their own way of letting the doubt win or letting the right. anxiety win. Right. And like you said, just do it. You just have to go for it and yeah. start the actions. And yeah. people, you know, I hear this. My brother uh, works a lot in the business consulting type field. And he's told me about how, you know, the amount of experience you get from doing something or understanding is always going to be more than even if you do years of researching the business, let's mm-hmm. say, or the, the field. Absolutely. So you have to do it and then see what happens and you learn so much that then you can go forward. But if you sit there and say, well, we're not going to launch our business till we know everything about everything, mm-hmm. you'll never start your business and it'll never actually mm-hmm. happen. So I think, mm-hmm. yeah, taking action is the most important Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Two things. You're obligated to 
to to figure out what you have to give and then you're for yourself mm -hmm. that you're obligated to your to yourself to do so the second thing is you're obligated to share it for others right you know mm -hmm. so the first obligation is toward yourself the second obligation is towards others because they deserve to mm -hmm. to 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 um, receive what yeah. you have to give in any perspective right yeah i think you know sometimes when i you know it can mean anything but an easy one for me. Sometimes you see someone who like, let's say sings beautifully mm -hmm. and it's just like gorgeous and it's moving people and it's so lovely. And you think it would be such a shame if that person didn't share that yes. gift with the world. Like it's mm -hmm. so beautiful. And of course, some gifts like that are very clear and present, but yeah. everyone has a gift and it's going to be different ways. So like you said, it's a shame to not share that yes. uh, with the world. And that's part of what this book, you know, maybe we could talk a bit about the book. Mm -hmm. Um, this book is about helping people find that I in life. What is mm -hmm. their gift and then how to sure. cultivate it, mm -hmm. develop it, and then eventually share it. And, you know, you mentioned how you've worked so much with youth. Mm -hmm. um, but I read this book and mm -hmm. I did the exercises and I found it helpful too. So uh, mm -hmm. maybe you can talk about that. Who is the audience of this book? Well, uh, as I said, the ir irony of this whole thing is I, it started as a coaching for at-risk youth, mm -hmm. uh, which... Uh, you know, anybody outside of the norm. I consider myself outside of the norm. I mean, everybody's outside of the norm. But but it started there, but then it transitioned into my, me personally needing mm -hmm. the help in my early, like I, I was literally 30 years old when I needed, desperately needed the, these tools. So absolutely, I've gotten so much, I mean, great responses from readers that are in their 60s, females, males, um, entrepreneurs, um, people that are, you know, on their path and doing what they, you know, set out to do initially. But mm -hmm. I think ultimately everybody has to stop and ask themselves, you know, why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. how, how did I get started? Am I still, the, you know, am I still doing what I was in, intentionally wanting to do? you know, years ago. And, and when I sit with people that are, you know, having successful businesses and we go through exercise, number one, what are your values? Top value is always family, mm -hmm. which ironically they have zero time for family. Mm -hmm. And so it's contradicting your, you know, it's very contradicting. Right. And so the work of this book then becomes, okay, so if I value my family and I'm spending zero time, I mean, or <laughs> very, little, very time, little time with my family, how am I being aligned with my, I mean, how, how am I ha having this balance in life that I, you know, or um, the second one, vacation, time for myself. How much time do you have for yourself? I mean, very little and so on and so forth. Or I, my interest is, you know, playing music. I like to play the guitar. I never have time to play the guitar. And just like, why? So uh, we are always contradicting ourselves in life. We're saying we want to do mm -hmm. things or we, you know, right. like to have things and we, we don't. And so this book is, is definitely a reminder of who we are at mm -hmm. all times. Yeah. Actually, I, I play guitar and I, now I heard you say, my gosh, I haven't played for a little bit. I should play pretty <laughs> soon because it is a good feeling. But yeah. I think that's so true. And that's why I was asking, you know, because I felt like the answer would be that the book is good for, for all ages because mm -hmm. it you're never done realigning yourself with who no. you are and what you intend or what you intended your life to look like or first even re realizing what are my values mm -hmm. what, who am i who do i want to be what do i want my life to look like and 
if you kind of let life just happen to you, I mm-hmm. think most people will find that unfortunately they won't live the life they actually want to live. They They'll will just, someday. They well maybe they, well maybe <laughs> they won't. They're like putting it. Yeah, off. they can hope. They're thinking they will, or they yeah. might not even realize what they want. And mm-hmm. that's why I think the book exactly. is good to really first. You got to say, like, what do I want? Yes. What's important to me? Because I don't think most people reflect on no. that. And uh, you know, maybe after the break, we can talk about sure. the rest of the book and even touch on that some more because um, I think, yeah, it's important for everyone at any age to make sure they're living the life they want mm-hmm. to live to find their I in life. And I'm joined by the author, Sarah Del Passant of that book, The I in Life. And after the break, we'll chat a bit more. You're listening to In Session with Dr. Fadi Tulakwi. We'll be right back. Welcome back again, my guest tonight, author Sarah Del Passan. We're talking about her book, The Eye in Life. And before the break, you were talking about, or I asked you about who the book really is geared towards. And you mm-hmm. really did mention how it can be, really it's for everyone. Um, but maybe you can elaborate on that because we we're talking during the break about how even the same person could read this book twice and have a different experience with it. Absolutely. I know I will. I will probably go back to this after I have kids, you know. Um, and, and then I will do it, you know, when the kids are old enough and I can fully go back to having a career. And, you know, in my 40s, I'm sure I'll think of things differently and value other things that I do today, naturally. Mm-hmm. And and so I definitely um, think this is for everyone that is in the search of creating clarity on who they are and what they have to give. Mm-hmm. I think that's maybe, and that use that word clarity throughout the book a mm-hmm. lot. And I think maybe that's a theme of the book or one of the purposes, at least yes. from my experience of reading the book, was to help people gain clarity into themselves, what they value, what mm-hmm. their talents and skills are, and get that clarity in living the life they want to live, figuring out that the I in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think people, you know, listeners, if they if they get a chance to read the book, and I hope they will, that's something that they can get. And it's very much an interactive book. Yes. So you you share a lot of your own insights and you know mm-hmm. wisdom uh, throughout the book, but a lot more of it is about the work people put into the book. Yes, I'm so happy you brought that up. Yeah. So there's a lot of thought that went into the book. Uh, I actually I wrote it less than hundred pages because I really needed the readers to to finish reading this book mm-hmm. because I know that the percentage of people that read books are very low and actually finish books are even lower. Mm-hmm. So only 20 pages of the book is the personal letter. The rest of the book is your professional diary. You help write this book. Mm-hmm. So with writing everything about yourself, filling out the blanks, this is your book. Mm-hmm. So you are ultimately a co-writer with me helping finish the book. And um, one of the reasons why I've asked everybody that have, um, you know, gotten the book, the friends and family foremost, to send me a selfie with the book is to give space to this book because this book is that, you know, multi, I don't know, help me find the play. Like just, it's, we, it's all of us. Yeah. Well, know? I think that's, you know, it, it's interesting because you say that it works so well with the title of the book, mm-hmm. but the I in life and the person reading the book is mm-hmm. like you're saying, co-author of the book they're writing everyone's book is going to be different and so for me i had that experience too i was you know going through the exercises and Mm -hmm. you know maybe just reevaluate some things think about some things about myself my life 
what I am doing, what I'm not doing mm -hmm. in my life, what I'd want more of, maybe what I want less of. Yes. Which I think, you know, as you were mentioning before, there's never a time where we should stop doing that. We, exactly. For the rest of our lives, we should be constantly reevaluating, mm -hmm. looking at our lives yes. um, and, and making sure we're on a path we want to be on. Mm -hmm. But I think especially for the youth yes. who might feel you know, lost or totally mm -hmm. confused and have feel like they have no idea of what yeah. they want their life to look like. I think it can be really important for them yes. to do that. And so I know you mentioned that in a way the underlying intention is to the youth, but really this book is for everyone. Everything. But especially I think this can be interesting because so, a parent might be listening and saying, oh, I want my kid mm -hmm. to read this book, mm -hmm. um, which I hope they are having that thought. Mm -hmm. Because especially I hope what they realize is, and this is something you and I talked about in one of the breaks, was that it's their eye in life, right? Yes. So I think a lot of times parents think they're supposed to tell their kids how to live their life. Mm -hmm. But what we really have to do is give the environment for our children to yes. choose and recognize their gifts and then live mm -hmm. their eye in life. Yes. Um, so have you had experiences from readers, you know, mm -hmm. who've shared that with you, parents, and maybe even how parents and teens could connect over this book? Absolutely. I think the the biggest concern of, of parents is they, 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 they don't know how to guide them or oftentimes then tell them, well, I think this is a great path for you because they really want the best for their, mm -hmm. you know, kids, obviously. Uh, but um, a great thing is to give this as a gift to help create that clarity, meaning that this is a tool for me to you. Use it, mm -hmm. see how it works. Um, I say it, and I will say it again. This is a professional diary. That means that it is very personal to mm -hmm. me uh, or to the reader. So so obviously it should be, you know, respected that way and yeah. given that space. But if, if your child wants to share it with you, and uh, this is a great way of, you know, communicating what are your values, what are your interests, and they ultimately get help with the exercises to answer those questions. So I think this is a great tool for parents to help you know, uh, their teenagers and d making that decision for themselves mm -hmm. by just handing them the books and saying, hey, here you go. I right. think this is a great tool for you to use. Yeah. And I think, you know, that also takes um, giving your kid this book and then letting them figure it yes. out is, I think, hard for lots of parents, Persian parents especially. Mm -hmm. You know, they often think they know what their son or daughter should do or what are the few career paths that they should choose from and the mm -hmm. rest they shouldn't even think about. But really when you give your child this book and really when you ask your kids to figure out their I in life, mm -hmm. you have to recognize that they have to figure it out for themselves. And mm -hmm. it's not something that you're going to determine that you should influence, that you should judge for them, mm -hmm. that for them to live their I in life means that you don't even know what it's going to look like, but you no. want them to be true to themselves. Yes. And that I think is hard for a lot of parents yes, because yes. they tend to think, well, we know better than you or mm -hmm. we know what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like about your book is that you explore lots of career paths and, you know, it's very mm -hmm. uh, expansive as yes. far as the choices yeah. and the things you want people to think about. And I do believe that until we share the essence of our purpose, which means sharing the talent and being very specifically aligned with mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. uh, we always will feel a void. So I would probably make a great uh, say something. I mean, it's just a... Uh, pharmacist uh -huh. i would probably make a great pharmacist it's not that i can't you know um but it wouldn't be fulfilling my soul mm -hmm. i would always have the need for this communication and for, for, for what i do today so i think that's why i think a lot of people have problems with their teenagers locking themselves in and stop communicating is because you know they're doing something because you know they've been guided to do mm -hmm. so but they really don't stop to ask themselves why they're doing it or you know yeah or what they really have to give. Right. And it's such a shame because every child, all of our children are just born with such 
divine talents and capabilities and abilities and skills that it's just um it's meant to shine through them and mm-hmm. so we have to allow and create that space for them Absolutely. to do so and you know uh, you've talked throughout about sharing your gift with mm-hmm. the world which mm-hmm. is you know those talents and abilities and how you just talked about how that gift has to be your child's or each individual's unique gifts that is true to them mm-hmm. and it makes me think of when we receive gifts and for me if i look back on the gifts that were the most meaningful to me they were the ones that really came from the person's heart. So they didn't have prestige or status yes. or name brand that made it meaningful. What mattered was the person really put their unique heart into it. You know, their handwriting is on it. Or mm-hmm. they did something with their own hands to make, you know, let's say a picture and put it in something. And that made it so meaningful because it came from their heart. Mm-hmm. And so when we're giving our gift, whether it's, you know, gifts to each other, but giving our gift to the world the way it becomes more genuine and more impactful is when it's that individual's unique gift from their heart, from who they are. Yes. Uh, impactful. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the word. Mm-hmm. When it becomes, people say, why are people so successful? Why is, you know, all these, you know, Anthony Robbins or, I mean, you know, uh, Steve Jobs, everybody. It's because it's filled with intention based on their talent, mm-hmm. abilities, capabilities, you know. What, and, yeah. and when you look into it, that's what they did. They served that and then, then they shared it with right. the world. And then all of a sudden. And I think the mistake that sometimes people make is they look at, let's say, Steve Jobs and say, okay, what made him successful? And they try to repeat his steps. <laughs> and, you know, they try to walk in his shoes. But mm-hmm. the problem is I say, you're not supposed to walk in anyone else's shoes. No. You're supposed to go as far as you can in your own shoes. You're yes. supposed to go on your own path as far as you can go. Yeah. So they look at him and say, okay, what did he do? He did this and this. I'm going to do that. But yeah. they're not realizing he was living his path yeah. and his life. You have to find your path yeah. and then do that. But and, following his steps is not going to work. And spiritually, you get lost because <laughs> what you're meant, all your, I mean, if I would tell you all you're obligated to do is figure out what God gave you and just share it or what you were born with, the divinity spiritual universe whatever you want to call it it is not a coincidence okay that, that, that is not a coincidence you have it it's part of your essence it's part of your personality it's part of your nature whatever you want you are all you need to do is just share it mm-hmm. you know explore it explore it start by exploring it figure it out for yourself don't even share it i didn't share it it took me a year and a half to share it with my book mm-hmm. it took my time and it's okay you know i still am you know taking my time with it. It's okay. But as long as I'm exploring, sharing bit by bit, I am aligned with my purpose. Spiritually, I am fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, and that's the thing is like, it's your purpose. No mm-hmm. one else can figure that for you. And exactly. that's why I think it's important for people when they read a book like this, to reflect on themselves to, it's almost impossible, but try not to be influenced by outside forces or mm-hmm. influences, culture, yes. um, family, especially, you know, yes. you're a career coach. We were talking about this before, how unfortunately every family, there tends to be several career coaches, career coaches that give unsolicited <laughs> advice uh, and almost demands sometimes <laughs> on their children or family members if this is what you're supposed to do or what you have to do. Oh, yes. And that's where we're coming back at the eye in life is figuring out your own personal path because yeah. no one can live your life for you no and you can't live anyone else's life you have to live your own yes and a book like this helps people to really Absolutely. find their purpose yes. and you know you find it but you're con- you're going to constantly be finding it you're uh-huh. never done on that no. journey of figuring yourself out of learning about yourself i think if i look back five years ago yeah into myself today one i've changed a lot i've evol- evolved a lot but mm-hmm. i know myself so much better than i did 
five years ago. And yes. I, I know that process is going to continue and I'm going to keep changing. So it's yeah. ongoing, you know, both are happening at the same time. Um, but we're never done learning about ourselves and no. living that purpose. Yes. And that's the beauty of life. Mm-hmm. And, and to be curious enough to go inwards and say, and, and to dare to ask. Yes. Because it's it's scary. It's, it's so scary. it's so much easier to just follow the mm-hmm, path. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll go to high school and then I'll go to college. I'll pick this because you know in five years there's going to be a need of electricians, so mm-hmm. they'll get paid good. And calculating every step instead of really like digging in and becoming <laughs> naked and, and and vulnerable and and just being you know one with yourself and say you mm-hmm. know I'm just going to share the essence of me and hope that people will receive it. Mm-hmm. And, and they will because your intention is pure. Right. And I think what you said, like, it actually does take a lot of courage to look inward because people, um, I mean, I see this in therapy, but just in general, you know, if someone is hearing this and they're already established in their career, there's a lot of fear of looking at yourself and saying, what if I'm not living the life I'm supposed to be living? Because yeah. once you figure out that you're not and you're, you want to be doing something else, there's a lot of work, a lot of change, and that's scary and oh, yeah. all that stuff getting out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. that people are afraid to do. But, you know, when we look at midlife crisis or people at the end of their life and they're unhappy or now we talk about mm-hmm. quarter life crisis, a lot of that has to do with not living the life that you wanted to or were meant to live. And you look back in your life, you're like, oh, yeah. I don't feel good about the life I lived. So either... You take that risk of living your life and being unhappy or you take the risk of realizing you're not living your life mm-hmm. the way you want to and I'll have to make changes and it's going to be hard yes. but then I know I'll be living the life I want to live that's yes. going to be meaningful Absolutely. for me and that makes the world a difference and that's mm-hmm. what I hope um, this book and I know this book can help with a lot of people I and you know so I'm looking at the, the clock and we're actually already out of time the time yes. flew by and I um, hope everybody feels free to write I mean I'm on Facebook Instagram mm-hmm. if they have any questions yeah. they can email I'm so open I've received so many um, emails asking they're not clear about the exercises I'm definitely there to sure, help great. guide in, in this process we are co-writers both of us so awesome I'm I hope people will do that. that check out mm-hmm. the book The I in Life by Sarah Del Passan I'll post a picture uh, from today, tomorrow, that'll have her social media contacts on there in case you want to reach out there. Sarah, thank you so much thank for Thank you so much me. for having me. I really appreciate sure, it. we'll have to have you back soon. Thank you. All right. Thank you to everyone out there listening to Amir here in the studio and, of course, to Sarah who joined me tonight. You've been listening to In Session with Dr. Fadi Talakwi. Have a wonderful night.